Okay. Uh, if you want to wind up your conversation, that would be great. Um, we we will we will turn to the scriptures in in a moment or two. Um, I'm saying a moment or two. It's probably going to be a good ten minutes or so. But um, I wanted to spend a little bit of time uh, this morning, or we wanted to spend a little bit of time this morning, talking about what we're going to do as a church in light of uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic and what that's going to mean for us as a community. So uh, the leaders have had a couple of meetings this week. We're starting to make use of technology. So we've been meeting uh, on uh, a program that doesn't really matter what it's called, but it's called Zoom, and we're all able to sit in our little houses and have a wee chat, which is brilliant. Uh, So we met yesterday afternoon uh, again uh, just to talk about what we think we should do because obviously since we wrote the letter that you'll all have in Buzz or you received email by email um, where we laid out what we're doing in the last week, obviously this is all changing very quickly and again even this morning, there's, and this is part of the problem, so much of it at the moment is rumour or conjecture of what will happen or what might happen. So we want to just be clear where we're at just now and then lay out some plans that we have for what might happen into the future. And these are very tentative because obviously as the government changes its own recommendations and as the government likely puts more restrictions on meeting, uh, then we will have uh, various other things that we have to do. What we want to begin by saying is that we anticipate that it's possible, oh no, let me put it that different way, it is entirely possible that this is the last time that we're able to gather on a Sunday together, um, either by government uh, decree or because of just wisdom. Uh, one or the other may decree that this is the last time that we're able to gather like this on a Sunday morning. So what we've talked about doing uh, as we planned uh, as a church, and I'm, I've got lots of these slides, so try and bear with me. I've got them so that hopefully it keeps us vaguely on track. What we're going to try and do is allocate everyone in our church to a small group and they will be stable and fixed. What we don't want is people going to this group one week and then another group later in the week and then another group later on because they've got the possibility if one person gets sick they make everyone sick. But if the government allow us to gather in small groups then what our proposal would be is that we would gather together on a Sunday morning Uh, in a home uh, and we would have maybe no more than six people in those gatherings uh, something around about that sort of a number Uh, we will provide material for that most likely what we will do is provide uh, a sermon that's been recorded that you'll be able to watch online as a group um, and then we will provide some other resources we're looking at the possibility of being able to connect all those groups digitally for a part of the morning so that we can pray together as a whole group so we're going to try and use technology as much as possible now I know for some of you that's going to be either a problem or a fear or whatever else I understand that not everybody is technologically savvy so we're working really hard to make it as make it possible for everyone that is able to connect uh, in those ways so the that's our first plan in terms of if Sundays don't happen that we will move to a small group section. We will allocate you to a small group because we're going to try and allocate some gifts around about so that the groups are kind of balanced if that makes sense. But we're not going to ask anyone to travel any great distances or that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Okay. 
Uh, we will have much more going online. So we will be putting sermons online. And again, if, if this doesn't work for you, don't check out just yet, okay? Because we are working on other things. But um, there are lots of ways that we're able to connect using digital media. Uh, whether that's through face-to-face contacts, through things like FaceTime and, and things like Zoom and that kind of stuff, or it's putting videos online or using Facebook to communicate. We will be doing as much of that as we possibly can in order to keep us connected together as a community. So what I would say is if, if your name is not in uh, our directory, this one, the most recent one, and we, uh, they're over there, um, if your name's not in it and we don't have your contact details, your email address, your phone number, then please could you give it to us today? Uh, I will be down here afterwards. If you could come and give me that information, then we will make sure that we're able to keep you connected in uh, to all that's going on because communication is going to be really important over the next little while. Uh, what's the next one? because we're going to be doing regular communication. We're looking at a number of different things. We will probably put out um, a regular every couple of days, every few days, uh, some notes, some prayer notes, some uh, just some reflections, that kind of stuff. We will put those out primarily digitally, but for those who have no access to digital, I'm going to get on my motorbike and become like Postman Pat. I'm going to drive around and I'll deliver them. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's the stuff they didn't teach you in Bible college. What not? What to do in the midst of a pandemic and how to deliver mail to people. That's the, those are the two things we didn't get taught at Bible college. So we're going to try and keep regular communication up and we'll be telling stories of what's going on with uh, different people in the church and different families and we'll try and keep that kind of really newsy uh, as well as having various prayer points. And then prayer. This is going to be, this is a critical time for us to pray as a church. Uh, We will be able to pray together perhaps, sometimes, but most often it's going to be prayer that we do as individuals. So we are going to encourage everyone Everyone, and we talked about this a couple of, t- couple of times already through Lent, but we're going to massively push for this just now. We would love everyone to set a reminder on their phone or write in their diary or whatever, however it is that you do that, that at 12 o'clock each day, we would stop and we would slowly pray the Lord's Prayer together. And just pray and see what God says to you in the midst of that. Because I tell you, if you slow down while you're praying a prayer that's ridiculously familiar, you'd be amazed at how the Lord leads you in to pray for something different than you're maybe used to as you go along through that. So we're going to encourage everyone to stop. And if you've got only got... 30 seconds, then you stop, you pray the Lord's Prayer, and you move on with your day. If you've got a bit more time, you pray the Lord's Prayer and just see what the Lord wants to bring to your mind as you're praying and pray about that. This is the direction of travel, okay? It's not, a, it's not an actual roadmap. It's not a, this is how we're going to do it. Well, that has to come as things develop, but this is kind of where we're at just now. The most important thing at the moment, I think, is support. So I want to recognize that there are going to be people in this church either by choice or who become sick or because the government mandate it that are going to be required to stay in their homes. Uh, that is that has a number of profound challenges. So one is, how do I get food? How do I get access to some of the things that I normally just pop out and get? We want to be here for you. So we are going to provide those things. Um, if you need help, so if you need help getting 
shopping. We will go and get your shopping for you if you are stuck in the house. Uh, if you are stuck in the house and lonely, then as I'm going to talk about in a little bit, we're going to have a system where people will call you regularly to make sure that that's happening. Now I know, and it's been wonderful to see this week, that already lots and lots of people are calling one another and just keeping an eye on one another. And that's absolutely brilliant, right? That's, what, that's the church doing what the church should do. But what we're going to do is set up a system so that nobody falls through the cracks because that's the risk with it. So we're going to have a wee system where hopefully everybody uh, will be uh, have that kind of support. But what I would ask you is don't make us guess that you're self-isolating or that you've had to stay in. Would you, would you get in touch with us and let us know so that we can then take the steps to support you? There's a, a, a verse in uh, the book of Acts and it talks about how the early church were sharing everything they had and it uses this line that says they gave as each one had need. Okay? Now, that means that we need to give, and we're going to talk about generosity in a moment. But the other thing it means is that we have to know what your needs are. So we need you to tell us what your needs are. And then we will do our very best to meet those needs, whatever they are. And don't be afraid to ask for anything. We had a request this morning. Does anyone have a DVD player with a little screen that I could borrow so that I can watch some stuff while I'm stuck in the house because I'm going a bit stir-crazy? So we'll be able to, we're able to get a hold of a small DVD player with a screen for this person who's been locked away. It, it, it's, is it a need like food and toilet roll and those sorts of things? Well, no, it's probably not. But if you're going to be in the house for a week on your own, then you need some things to keep you going. I also own too many books. So if you're a reader and you want books, I'd be delighted to loan you some books. You better bring them back. But, um, uh, but I'd be delighted to loan you some books if that's something that, you, that would be helpful to you. So don't just feel like you can only ask for that which will keep you alive. Ask for that which you want, just like we do to our father. And sometimes he says, I know. So if you ask for my car, I'm probably going to say no. But if you ask for a lift somewhere you're going, then I, I can make that happen. So uh, we're going to have to, we will support one another in that way. I'd like you to write this telephone number down. Um, we will email it out, we'll send it out in other ways. If you have a pen and paper, if not, we'll, we'll, you can write it down at the end. We'll put this slide up at the end of the service. What we've done, uh, we went out and acquired a new SIM card. It's very technologically savvy of us, and we put it in an old phone. Um, this is going to be the main contact number for the church, because we don't know how often people are going to be in the building, and so the main landline here might not get checked for a while. So if you were to call that number, it might not get checked. We didn't want it just to be phone Glenn, because the problem is if you phone me and I happen to be sick, then we're stuck and it's all like that. So we're going to have a number that will be held by one of the leadership team in the church uh, and will allow us to be in contact with you. Does that make sense? So that's a, a simple thing. I'll leave that up for a moment while people are writing that down. Is everybody okay? Can I move on? Nobody's... Right. So up-to-date information. I, I'm not even sure what that means because it feels like it changes every 30 seconds and that there's something new that we have to deal with or think about every few seconds. Um, 
I tell you what, before I go on with this, let me just, just in case I wasn't clear, I'm not saying don't phone me, by the way. If you ha- already have my number and it's available, please, and you want something, give me a call. That's absolutely fine. I'm delighted to take your phone calls. We're just saying that if you're trying to get in touch with the church more generally, then that number there is there so that we've got uh, got that. Does that, make, does that make sense? I, sorry, I didn't want it to sound like I, I'm about to put my feet up for a couple of weeks and uh, don't bother me. Up-to-date information. We are we are trying to be guided by best practice from or from the obviously the government's legal statements we're doing by science and also by best practice. So we're talking to other churches, uh, both here in Scotland, around the UK, and also around the world, to hear what they're doing uh, and to understand what we can learn from their practices uh, in the midst of this sort of time. So I suspect we will try some stuff that isn't going to work very well, and then we will try and we will have to amend it because. Quite honestly, we're making this up as we go along because there is no manual for this. You know, like I said before, it's, there is no class at Bible College that's kind of you know 101 what to do in a pandemic. You know, it's, it doesn't exist there. So, so we'll be listening to others. We'll be guided by uh, people that we know and trust, and obviously we'll be uh, adhering to government stuff. But we will need to get that out to you. And so what we, we're thinking that the best way to do that is, is by um, sort of text message. So we think we've found a system that will allow us to send messages to everyone um, that, whether, that has a mobile phone. So it doesn't matter whether it's a brand new shiny smartphone that could you know, run the world from your phone or if it's a 1920s portable mobile phone that you've got to kind of carry in a big rucksack because it's so heavy. Like one or other of those uh, that you will be able to get. If you can receive a text message, then you will get that information from us. What we're going to encourage is that people don't reply to those text messages because we're not quite sure how that system works and we think it might end up going to everyone and then we end up with just the whole thing being a mess. So we're going to use that for kind of outbound messages and then we'll set up other ways that people can stay in contact. Is that so we will, we will be in touch with that. I'm going to try and set that up early this week and we'll run a couple of test messages just to make sure uh, that it works. Is that okay? Prayer. Um, so Chris is going to take the lead on this, uh, but she's going to send out some prayer, uh, kind of prayer diary. We already have our Lenten prayer diary, and let me encourage you to keep using that. But um, we're going to send out some specific prayer stuff that we can do uh, around this. And again, that will go out by email, um, but I will try and deliver uh, on my Postman Pat run uh, some hard copies uh, of this uh, some point later this week that will last a few weeks. That's all internal stuff. That's kind of how do we keep being who we are? How do, what does it mean to be the church as in the people gathered who love Jesus in Portobello? What does that look like? Um, this next part is really about the fact that, do you know when, when the worst times in the world have come, the church is always first in. We always show up with our sleeves rolled up and ready to get involved. And so there's a question of how do we serve our community. We, we spoke just a few weeks ago about what are our practices as a community. And we said one of the key ones was that we were here to serve the people of Portobello. What does that mean right now? 
So we have a few things that we want to to look at. So we're going to look at service in the church first. So there are ways we can serve one another. And we've talked about those. We're going to talk about, so uh, phoning one another, meeting needs, doing that kind of stuff. All this communication thing. Um, I'm going to come back to that. But service to our community. What does that look like right now? So we have a couple of suggestions. So... Some of you may have seen these. They've actually been on the news. They were brought, I don't know if this woman's a Christian or not, but a lady in Cornwall came up with the idea. So these are cards that if you want to, you can deliver to your neighbours. And what they say on them, you put your name on it, you give them where you live locally and your phone number. And it says on it, if you are self-isolating due to coronavirus, I can help with, and it's a tick, picking up shopping, a friendly phone call, posting mail, urgent supplies. Just call or text me and I'll do my best to help you. And you can just pop those three in, because loads of us don't know our neighbours. <laughs> And yet they're going to be isolated. So if you want to, you can pick up one of these, or a bunch of these, there's loads of them, uh, and just pop them through your neighbor's letterbox and let them know that you're there to serve them. That's a way individually we can help out our neighbors and just say, I could help out with whatever. And you can choose what you're able to help out with. Does that make sense? These will be down here. They've not been chopped yet, so somebody can get the guillotine out at the end of the service and be chopping away at bits of paper. Uh, So that's one way we can do it. Another way that we want to commit to do that... Oh. Oh, all right. Can you put that last slide back up, please? I thought there was another slide. Is that we're conscious that, particularly if the government move in the way that the newspapers seem to be talking about today, there's going to be an awful lot of isolation. um, That people that are on their own in their homes, and that will be really difficult for them. So we're going to do, first and foremost, is offer a telephone service. And we've talked about doing that in the church where we will care for people. But we're going to offer that to the wider community. So we're going to put something out this afternoon that says that we have uh, volunteers. This is where you come in. We'll come back to that. We have volunteers who would be delighted to pick up the phone and have a chat with someone. Or, you know, if they're technologically savvy, it could be a a kind of FaceTime, Skype type call. We're going to have some uh, a very short outline of just a few things that we think that would be helpful for those who are willing to volunteer to do that. So what I'm asking is if you are here today and you'd be delighted to phone some people in our church then if you could let us know. So at the end, Karen's going to be down the front here with a piece of paper, and if you can give her your name. I was going to pass a piece of paper around, you put your name on it, and then I went, nah, we don't do things like that, do we? So um, if you'd be happy to talk to someone in the church, so largely someone you know, then if you'd let Karen know that, then that'd be great, and we'll put you on a wee list, and we'll maybe give you some people to call. If you'd be happy to call someone you've never met before, and I realise that won't be everyone who's happy to do that, but if you'd be happy to pick up the phone to somebody you've never met before and just have a chat with them. Not about coronavirus, but who they are and where they're from or, you know, the people you know in common or just a regular old conversation. And just do that a couple of times a week, maybe more. If you, were, if you were willing if you could let Karen know that then we'll have a list of people who are able to do that and we'll give you some guidelines if you're, particularly if you're calling people that we, we don't have connection with and we're going to offer to the community that they can come to us and we will allocate someone to make a phone call like that so if you would like to do that that's fine 
I'm also very aware that at times of crisis like this, lots of people begin to ask questions they don't ask at any other time. Um, they begin to wonder, oh, is there a God? What would that look like? Um, so one of the things I'm going to offer is that I'm happy to go and visit anyone that wants to. So someone that's in isolation, as long as I am well, I am happy to go, not in isolation if they're sick, but isolation if they're stuck in the house. Like One proposal that seems to be on the papers today, for example, is that everyone over the age of 70 is going to be asked to isolate in their own homes, whether they're unwell or not. So we may see what we can do about visitation. We're going to take some advice on whether how wise that is, but we want to show up in these places. I want to read you a quote from someone just now. I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. In other words, I'll do what I'm being told to do. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me, and I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbour needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely, as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy, and does not tempt God. Does anyone know who that was? Martin Luther, 17th century. It's not the first time the church has faced this, and we showed up, and it had profound impact. We want to do the same again. Yes, we want to be people who, are, who do all that we can to be healthy ourselves and to keep others healthy, but we also want to show up where it's necessary. I can put that quote available online. I will stick that on our Facebook page, Willie, and you can get it there. Um, are there any questions about any of this? I mean, I'm sure you probably do, that you can't come to mind just now. Please do ask us. Be in communication with us. Okay. That's the world's longest announcement slot, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I saw a little thing on Facebook uh, today which made me laugh, um, and, I, and we need a bit of laughter, right? It said, uh, it said this, it said, love like Jesus, wash your hands like Pilate. I was like, yes, love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, two things just to finish off. We have some directories down here. Let me encourage you. If you don't have one of these, uh, take one because that will give you contacts for everyone in the church. So you can do that. Uh, they're down here. We have it digitally as well. So if you would prefer to have a digital copy, if you talk to me, I can email you one straight away and we can do that. Does that make sense? The other thing is, I'm conscious that there are stupid people 
practically stealing stuff out of every shopping market that there is. Right? They're buying all the pasta and all the basic staples that people need. And so actually the people that struggle are those who have the least and the elderly and the marginalised. So uh, we have, a, have been doing our food bank collection here and the plan is to drop that off with the food bank on Tuesday. But I want to say that if there's anyone in our church right now who is genuinely in some food crisis or is genuinely worried about getting stuff, we will take some out of this. We will make sure that you can have what you need if that's your situation, okay? Um, We're going to talk with Edinburgh City Mission about how we can support them best over the next little while and what that looks like. So we're talking with them on Monday. We have a call set up uh, on Monday to understand that. But if if you personally are in some food crisis just now or are worried about that, we have some stuff here. I want you to take it. Okay. Uh, if you know someone else in our church who is in food crisis, then tell me and we will go and address that. Okay? Does that make sense? That was the last thing. I, it wasn't supposed to be the last thing. What I'm hinting at is I forgot. So um, we're going to do that. Okay.